Welcome to the Triple P Podcast, Preds, Pucks, Pinoys, hosted by Justin Bradford and Matt Best. Hello and welcome to another episode of Triple P, Preds, Pucks, Pinoys, Justin Bradford, Matt Best coming at you and trying to get back into the swing of things here. It is late September, but still fairly early on in training camp, only a few days into actual training camp, still a little bit off on the schedule here. It's going to be a little bit off on the season as well. It's an Olympic year. Uh, so that's going to happen. So that means the dates that came out uh, just yesterday officially, Matt, in terms of when free agency is going to start, when the season's set to end, uh, all that kind of stuff is still a little bit later than normal. We're not getting the typical Canada Day free agency start. It's going to be just uh, two weeks after that, but still, still not back to full normal yet in terms of schedule, but we're getting close. And the Preds had their normal double header against Florida <laughs> to kick off the preseason. I know it throws so many people off still, uh, but yeah, that's that's the one normal thing is having the preseason doubleheader, which it was in Florida. And I can only imagine being there to cover those games because when it's been here in Nashville format, it is it is nuts because you're doing post-game interviews and while you're coming back up to edit, they're on ice for warm-ups for the second game. And it's just nonstop. And it's, a lot of people like that. It's, but, it's a lot. Ooh. I remember early in my career, I got to work the World Juniors. And that is just a full ass day. Of, <laughs> and it, it's harder too because it's just different teams coming in and out. And it, like the games mean something. I'm not saying like preseason games don't mean anything, but really there's no like incredible rush to be right. there for warm ups and anything like that. But if you're working in media for the World Juniors, you got to be there for oh. warm ups immediately, even if it's a prelim game or even for if lines it's like a and everything. Stage. Yeah, you need to like get all that info out, bring it back up to the press box. Like, so I, I miss the rush of doing things like that just because I think the pandemic has really made us not have these opportunities. But right. I, I don't envy those who had to do it. No, no, not at all. And for me, if anything, this is what's weird for me. And some folks may have seen my tweet about it. I'm going to miss both home preseason games. So my first game will be the op- would be opening night against Seattle, which I mean, that's hey, not it's bad. Gonna, if you're going to make a game, you're going to make a good one there. Yeah. Yeah, against a brand new team to the league. It's going to be fun. And I'm going to try to make morning skate this Saturday, at least before I fly to Miami, because that's why I'm going to miss that game is to fly to Miami for a night. Yeah, you have a uh, fun one day vacay. Yeah, one day vacay. And then the next preseason game, I'll be at Disneyland. <laughs> I, you're the <laughs> biggest day. child I know, but I love it. I don't mean that offensively. <laughs> and you know, I don't mean that offensively. No, either. I know. I know. You know, I just mean that like a kind hearted, loving way. You, you, and a little bit of jealousy. Oh, a little bit. A lot of it. <laughs> Man, I'm looking at like prices for the Airbnbs and hotels and like just trying to get there for the stadium series. And then you tell me about your one day vacays. And I'm like, I have to pay arm and leg and uh-huh. other body parts in uh-huh. order to get there for the stadium series. And then you just get to go gallivant off to Disneyland or Disney World. Disneyland? <laughs> Disneyland this time. I hate yes. you. Uh, so gonna go to Avengers Campus. Shut up. Uh, and then, and well, and also here's the fun thing. Uh, also, we're kind of planning the honeymoon as well. Oh, that's cool. So that's gonna be Hawaii. Oh, f- yeah. Have fun. <laughs> fun is the word I was gonna use there. Not f you. That was a lot of fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, fuck this and fuck that. <laughs> There's a guy I follow on Instagram, and his name is. Uh, I don't even remember, but he does this video series where it's called Tito Tinkers. Yeah. And he's like, wait, today on the golf course, we are going to teach you how to putt. And I'm like, this is the greatest <laughs> content I've ever seen in my life. 
<laughs> and and like, there's your Pinoy content for the, there. the episode. <laughs> yeah, if you missed us, there you go. <laughs> but but anyways, yeah, I'm gonna miss both preseason games and new job. I think like we said in the last episode, the very long episode. This one will not be as long. Uh, new job, we're working on the product launch and everything. That's happening very very soon. So. Uh, not able to obviously leave a new job to go down to Centennial Sportsplex for training camp. Don't have that flexibility right now because we are knee deep in product launch. And hey, if you're listening, if you have parents or grandparents or even yourself that is approaching Medicare age, which is 65. Good or, plug. Oh, I'm just hey, I'm just saying this is this is new new. This is revolutionary in the healthcare industry for real. Like this is legit the first of its kind product that or if you are on Medicare and you need to enroll starting October 15th, you're going to want to look at Health Pilot. That's my new job and it's it's a way to save a lot of people money. It's brand new using an algorithm and everything. And yes, it is a plug, but it's something that it's is so plug. cool. Yeah, it's a great plug cuz it's going to help people save money and help people not go through the trouble and that process of signing up for for Medicare, which you know, for all of American listeners, you know how messed up it is. <laughs> so can I use keep an code eye on that. Bradford? Oh God, I wish. <laughs> I w- I wish there was some sort of code to where it kicks back to me. I'd be it's like, oh, that's how we get our bonus. That would be awesome. Yeah, code Bradford. <laughs> use a personal network. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, but anyways, let's get on to Preds and training camp here. We have plenty to discuss. Uh, we're going to just talk about a little bit of, of preseason stuff that's been going on. Uh, the new, uh, not policy, but the new partnership with Clear, just to kind of clear the air and what that actually is uh, for folks that may, may not be familiar with that. Um, and folks that might be a little uneasy about what Clear is and everything to hope kind of make it easy if you do plan on go into games. Um, then some line pairings, combos we'd like to see explored during preseason because this is the time to do it, to see if any chemistry can be built, to see what happens. Uh, and then what we're, what movie we're most looking forward to within the next year that is not Spider-Man. <laughs> I want to say Spider-Man so bad, but I, I had fine. I had to put that because it would have been easy, right? Yeah, we both would have said Spider-Man. So and let's the just ju- lose. Oh, uh, well, let's just jump right into this. This was kind of surprising to me. I mean, the Predators, after the first, the doubleheader preseason games, they went ahead and made some cuts, uh, sending uh, Zachary Haru and defenseman Jack Matier and Luke Prokop back to junior. Uh, I thought that Haru would have gotten at least one more look in a preseason game or even a little bit longer in camp to see how he was settling in. But I'm assuming that with prospect development camp, with rookie camp, and then with this training camp in a preseason game that they saw what they needed to see. And it's like, okay, you know, next year, let's focus on next year and go back and season a little bit more. But Matt, we were thinking that he might get a little bit longer look with how high they were on him, not necessarily to make the opening night roster, uh, but to get a little bit longer look and what they wanted out of him. I just thought they would have kept him around the pro facilities more and like yeah. bulked him up and been like, this is your training regime. This is what you need to do now. This is right. how you need to be a new pro player. And like the Predator way, basically, shameless plug for the right. other podcasts on Pedal Box <laughs> yeah. Radio. Um, but that's what I thought would happen. It wasn't necessarily like, let's get him a bunch of game action. It was just, let's introduce him slowly to becoming a pro hockey player. Um it's not really a bad move per se. Like I'm not up in arms no, about no, it. Yeah. Uh, if you want, we look know at some, you're not. Yeah. If you <laughs> want to look at some bright sides, he gets to go chill uh, back with his actual junior team and stay there and probably take on more of a leadership role this year. If they want yeah. him there early that badly, then I think that might be some of the Preds' rationale. Uh, just gets him more familiar with his line mates, more familiar with the roster, sets him up for more success in the juniors by putting him there earlier. So maybe they did get all of that pro prep out of the way early and were just like, here, 
go back now. Go start becoming a pro sure. pro. But I, I just, it's not surprising. Uh, it's surprising in a way at how soon it was. I didn't think first cuts. I thought maybe second cuts. Yeah, exactly. But exactly. I don't, like, I. there's no real negative for us to get super pissy about. It's just, no. it's just <laughs> head scratching is, is all it is. Yeah, absolutely. So it's interesting to see here's because I know you were busy working and especially just being streamed on the website. It wasn't necessarily the easiest thing to watch on Sunday for the doubleheader preseason games, especially when for the first like, what, 15 minutes of the broadcast or so the audio was not synced and it was playing Miami Dolphins broadcast. Nice. (laughs) Because they're yeah, because they were syncing into the Florida Panthers stream obviously. And so they had to figure all that out in terms of how they were doing that. The second game seemed to be much, much better, but all I did was pause the video stream for 10 seconds, listen on one Oh two five and it synced perfectly. That's pretty good. Like it was perfect. Like I made sure it's like, okay, this happened, this happened, this happened, pause, wait till I hear Pete say it and go. <laughs> uh, so there's that. And I'm probably gonna have to do that for what the next two away preseason games then i think bally is actually going to air the final two preseason games because they have to have their preseason as well for broadcast purposes right that makes sense as well so things that stood out to me luke cunning was throwing his body around that's what he was he, doing at the end of last season too and i we know loved it yeah so he's picking right up where he started in terms of being physical wanting to get underneath other players skin but also he's going to have an offensive upside so i like what i saw out of cunning in terms of he wants to earn his role to be difficult to play against but also provide some offense as well uh, it's good to see if anything tanner Janot, uh making an impression there too doing what what you expect him to do which is playing physical but also chipping in offensively and playing his role really well if anything too to help i know it's just preseason and i'll get into that later too but he comes out in the first preseason game and he's like, this is why you protected me. That's more than anything else. It's just show to fans. Cause you don't have to score in the preseason. No. It's not necessary to score in the preseason. You want to just see if the players doing the right things to make themselves successful. But he came out and did the right things and also put some points on the board and continue to battle for the puck. If anything is just to gain more confidence, not just in himself, but in the coaching staff and in the management and even in the fans. Yeah. Plenty of fans love him, but of, why did you protect him over Yarncrook? Well, it's those little things right there, too, that make people go, okay, well, we see the potential that he has as a very strong third-line player. Yeah. Okay, now I see. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. It's training camp, and or not training camp, the preseason, and I don't think we can stress this enough, is not about points on the board. It's how do you look with this line mate? Or if you're Phil Tomasino, who I know we're going to talk about later with line combinations, it's how do you carry this line by yourself? Or it's how do you like how can you piggyback this line and make it look like you're the alpha on the line? Yeah. Instead of being spoon fed a Tolvanen or spoon fed a Forsberg. It's you gotta generate offense. Show us how you do that. Uh, I saw some snippets here and there of the preseason right. games, not a lot of it. Um, and the players that I thought looked great. Uh Phil Tomasino, I think a lot of people are saying he didn't look that good. I think Tomasino looked okay. Like, just average. I, I think the onus on Tomasino right now is he's the number one prospect, so he has to put on a show. I think he was just positionally sound. If you look at his line mates for some of these games, 
you're not going to do a lot when you have cousins on your line. And it's no slight to cousins, but if you're expecting otherworldly things from Phil Tomasino, you're going to have to give him some line, line mates like Tolvanen. You're going to have to mix in a game with Duchesne, maybe. You're going to have to mix in a game with Granlund. You're, you, like, you need to get him with skilled players in order to see that pizzazz that you're expecting. Philly Tomasino, to me, is not my standout, but the guy that I've certainly been like Twitter clipping the most or just looking mm-hmm. around and being like, I want to see what he can do. Because, well, there's buzz about him. Yeah, it, there's buzz about him around the league. There's buzz about him in Nashville. There's buzz about him in general from people who have just followed Phil Tomasino in his career. And people are ready in Nashville. And people that are excited about prospects in general that follow hockey prospects are ready for Nashville to have a prospect that buzzes. Yeah, and just I mean, <laughs> in Calder conversation all year long, like how exciting was it to watch Tolvin in last year? Just before get, his injury. Before yeah. his injury. Just get that going again with Tomasino. Because then the league gets put on notice and it's like, oh, I should probably watch the Preds. And that's yep. how you get more people to keep your eye on the Preds. It's not just sneaking into the playoffs. Like, no one really cared from a general perspective about the Preds until UC Saros put on that show last year. Yep. Nobody, 100%. like, from the national perspective, the Preds weren't making headlines. And then UC Saros said, ha watch me. And everyone <laughs> cared. It was, oh, my God, the Preds. Oh, my goodness. Look at them go. So they need, like, that little buzz each year after year because I think it not only helps the team, but it helps, like, the market itself. And after a pandemic, that will go a long-ass way. And speaking of Saros, how about that mustache that he has still going? Disgusting. I love it. <laughs> it's so good. All right. Uh, so next item up here. Is And I know a lot of folks have seen this, but it's about what clear is. And I know either way that you are on with the, with the vaccine and the, the negative test, and I know we've, we've talked to people about that. And if anything, hey, I appreciate the messages that we've gotten about it to open up a conversation. I, I truly do, because it's a way, a good way to have a conversation instead of just yelling back and forth, right? <laughs> but what clear is, it's, it's something that has been around and it is not you giving your data or anything like that. It, the airports use it to help identify, to make the process more quick and fast. So it is an app that is free. Now, some folks say, well, it costs money. Well, it only costs money if you're going to do it for the airport verification where I verify your identity in terms of security. That's where it costs money. I've and that makes never it a heard of well. clear before. So I'm like, this it's is all going to, to be very new to me. Yeah, it's using a lot of airports. A lot of venues are starting to use it. Obviously, the health pass functionality has been big as well. But it's been big in airports because what it does is it basically identifies you based on your eyes and your identification. And so the part in an in an American airport, at least, where you have to first get your identity verified and with your boarding pass and your passport or driver's license, that step before you go to the screening, it makes that to where it's quick. So you don't have to wait in line for that process because typically there's two lines in american airports right you have the line to get your identity 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 checked and then you get into another line for the check for your screening whether it's for your carry-on luggage and for yourself well what clear does it helps you bypass that identity check because the system is is checking your identity because it scans your face and your eyes and verifies your identity that's all it does if you're worried about the government having too much information (laughs) They don't want your information. If, you, if you're actually that concerned, you're probably not. You're not on their radar uh, more than anything else because you you have an iPhone, you have a Samsung, you have an Android or an iPhone. They have all the information they possibly could need. If you are on Facebook, 
companies have all the information they need because they listen to you <laughs> and then they serve you ads. A lot of people so, in Russia have our information. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just saying that this is a, a process that you don't have to do. You can. There's two lines and trying to help clear this up for folks. There, there are going to be two lines going to Bridgestone Arena. One's going to be with clear. And it's basically going to give you a QR code that they'll scan and verify that you have this. Or you can go into the regular line where they'll check a physical or digital copy, match it up with your ID, or you'll show your negative test, and then you go. So it's basically just cutting off like 10 to 15 seconds of time. And when you think about with a few thousand people, it's a lot. 10 to 15 seconds adds up. It's a lot. Uh, so if you're able to save that, it's, it's going to allow you to get in. And the doors are going to be opening a little earlier as well with that to help with the process of fans getting into the games, too. So it is an app that has been very much vetted. Uh, lots of folks use it for travel, especially those that travel a lot. They'll have they'll have clear and TSA pre or global entry. And it is a breeze to go through airport security uh, with that as well. So it's just another way to hopefully make it easier for you. If you do plan on going to games in person at Bridgestone Arena to make it just a little bit easier for you to, to get in as well, that you'll be able to have that proof and sync with that app as well. Uh, just yeah. Yeah, I, I think. I'd use it if I was there. That's just my personal opinion there. I'm not advocating for people to use it or not to use it. You have your own choice. You do what you want. Um, I do have a question, like a follow-up COVID question, I guess. Yeah. Do you have vaccine passports there? Like if you want to go sit inside a restaurant and have a meal, do they ask for proof of your second vaccine? Not here in Nashville. Okay. I know that's in some other cities. It's here. Like it's in Ontario right. now. So like right. if I isn't it in New York City too, I think is one of the places doing, I think too, right? Yeah. Like if it's I, not, so is it the passport or is it just the vaccine card? So I like for me, I had my second vax and they emailed me a receipt being like, This is your name, this is like the dose you received. Yes, I confirm this is the second dose. Okay. You are fully vaccinated. I have to show that and a piece of ID when I go to places now as long as I'm going inside of them to like sit down for an extended amount of time. Like if I'm going in to t- pick up takeout, they're not going to ask for it. But if right. I'm going in like for sushi or something, they will be like, Hey, we need to see this before we seat you. And even golfing today, like we wanted to have a beer after our round. And, uh, one of my, like there was three, there was four of us there. And one of the people that we met there because they wanted to have the beer didn't have the passport. So you couldn't get the beer? So we couldn't go in and have like sit down and have a beer. We could instead grab the beer and go back outside. Okay. So at that point, we were just like, <laughs> we're just going to go home. It's enough. It's it's something. I mean, like. I know. I don't want to turn this into a political podcast. I know. Well, it's, not, it's, like, it's not political anyways. It is not supposed to be political. But it's one of those things. It's like, I get the intent. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I understand I, the intent. But it's also okay to call that ridiculous. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, if I want to go in for 15 minutes and have a beer, or I can just walk in for five minutes, order the beer, and walk out, it's like, come on. That defeats the purpose. Exactly. I mean, you're still in there. Yes. Huh, Ontario. I, I don't know, know uh, folks, and I don't know what it's like in your cities, because every city is different, every county is different, every state is different. But, okay. A lot of it's uh, just deep inhale, deep exhale, and then move on with your day kind of thing. Well, careful if you're deeply inhaling or exhaling. That's how you pass the vid. Well, you're right. I don't <laughs> want to pass the vid. <laughs> anyways, anyways, anyways. Just there's more detailed information about Clear on the Predator's website, just in how to download it and everything too, and how you can verify it. Again, it is free. The only charge is if you're using it for airport security. You don't have to pay anything for the health pass. This is just to help ease it in faster at Bridgestone Arena events and also clarify too, I think we did this in the last podcast as well. 
Bridgestone Arena is the National Predators. <laughs> so if you're trying to, you know, make it easier to place blame for this, if you don't feel comfortable or don't want to, you know, show your vaccine status or a negative test, and you say, well, it was the it's Bridgestone Arena, not the Predators. They're the same thing. So if you want to lay your blame out, and it is your right to lay your blame out, it is the same thing. They're the same entity. So just make sure you group them together and don't try to separate them. Yeah, just because they're they're run by it's run by predators. We're, we're trying to make you sound smart when you get mad at people. Yeah, <laughs> if anything else, like at least you know if you're if you're really upset. Which and here's the thing: teams make decisions, venues make decisions based on what they think is going to be feasible for them to not lose a lot of money. Seriously, I mean we we discussed that last episode too. So. If you don't agree with it and you voice your opinion, at least be intelligent about that opinion more than anything else. Seriously, they're the same thing. They're the exact same thing. It's not one or the other. And the Predators, because they're a tenant of British Arena, have to abide by British Arena's policies. No, the Predators set the policy because they run they run the arena more than anything else. Just wanted to clear that up so you know who to be angry at (laughs) or to not be angry at whoever you want to not be angry with. Where to point your comments? Yeah, Where, where to point it? Okay, back to hockey. That was hockey related because there are events coming up at Bridgestone Arena. Uh, coming up very quickly, there's going to be a home game. I know some people are very excited about that, too, and uh, excited to see what it looks like. I know I'll be afar, but to see what it looks like. But line pairing, and lines and combo pairings that we'd like to see explored in preseason games. I mean, we already saw it, obviously, in the doubleheader. But as we get to these games where it's just one game where the team has to make a decision on who to dress because they're still at 52 mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> for the roster and that could be cut before the preseason game probably will be cut immediately after that preseason game on Saturday but this is the time to explore certain things but when you're exploring it you're exploring these things for a reason and not just for a, let's just see what happens and what sticks it's a we see there could be some potential here so let's see what it looks like in a preseason game because that means 30 other guys are sitting more than anything else so Matt I'm going to go to you first because I did the long intro on this what is something that you would like to see in terms of a, a defensive pairing or a line combination of who you'd like to see play together and just be explored in this preseason games? I like, we're going to go back to Philly Thomas, you know, here I all want right, to right. see him play with three. I'll narrow it down to two people. I want to see him play with Tolvanen. I want okay. to see Tomasino center a line and play with Tolvanen on the wing. And then I honestly don't care who's on the other wing. That does not make but, a difference yeah. to me because in all honesty, you're probably going to face a team that's also experimenting, so go ahead, put Nick Cousins there if you want. I want to see that <laughs> because I want to see Tomasino be able to be that two-way player and focus on A, being defensively sound, letting Tolvanen go and have those risks, go in his wheelhouse and have his shots, and B, just see if Tomasino and Tolvanen have any chemistry because then you can start building your young core around these two guys and hopefully just have them play with each other for a long time in Nashville. The other guy I want to see Tomasino play with is one of Forsberg, Johansson, or Duchesne. Just mm-hmm. one of the vets. That's what like one of the established veterans. I don't want to see him play with a Nick Cousins and call that a vet. I don't want him to play with Rocco Grimaldi and call that a vet. I want to yeah. see him play with one of the top guys because after the game, Coach Hines can go to one of those three and be like, what did you see? And he would take what they say much more seriously compared to a Rocco Grimaldi. And it's not to poo-poo on Rocco or Nick Cousins. It's just they don't have the hockey IQ that those three guys have. And I know saying Johansson and Duchesne have hockey IQ is kind of funny. But they, they've seen a lot of players. They can be like, oh, he reminds me of this guy when I played with this team. Or he reminds me of this guy that last year when he was on a hot streak. 
Those are the kinds of things and feedback that I want to see. I just want to see more of Tomasino's potential unlocked, and I want to see the feedback that he gets from just fellow players. Um, on the defensive end, honestly, I just want to see Roman Yossi play with every single person because I don't <laughs> think he for sure has a D partner this year, and I think that's something that needs to be further explored. Now, I'm not saying play him with like Borvietsky and things like that. Play him with Myers. Play him with Fabro. Play him with Carrier. Play him with... Just Ferentz, play him with any of these guys and see if he clicks with any of them. Because really, sure. he just needs someone who is solid. You can throw up your fourth best defenseman or fifth best defenseman on your top D pair as long as they are just playing their role and playing their job. You don't need them to be like 1A and 1B on the same line. Rarely do you see that in hockey teams. You'll see like just an average guy play with their top defenseman. Um, that's what I want to see. I think finding Roman Yossi like his next not forever partner, but just a long-term partner for this season would help out so much and not doing this defenseman shuffle the whole time. Just bringing stability to a younger team would help tremendously. Absolutely. So what I'm thinking things might lay out for the team is like a Yossi Carrier at Convabro and then Myers slash Benning Borvietsky. That's what I'm seeing it kind of play out as right now, but I would like to see Yossi be with Davies. Just to see, just you know, I, yeah, and, and I know the left, they're both lefties, but just to see what it's like. Same thing with Ference is also a lefty, but to see him with Yossi, see how they work together because Davies and Ference are both offensive defensemen as well. Uh, I Ference more of a two-way, Davies definitely an offensive defenseman, uh, but see how that plays out as well in, in, in terms of that. So I totally agree with you. I'm not going to spend any more time ask or answering how, that one. How about because Ben Harper? Defense. So on to the offensive <laughs> side. <sighs> <laughs> I totally agree with you on Tomasino and what I want to see with him with like a Tolvanen uh, and a Duchesne or something. So I won't a- add on to that. I'd love to see Ryan Johansson centering Igor Afanasyev. I like that. Afanasyev has looked nice. And he's a he's going to be a big power forward, but he has a he has a great shot as well. He's willing to drive to the net. But if he has someone that can set him up, and Johansson's a big dude as well, so you imagine you have two power forward ish type of guys on a line with the like that could be a really good second line in in the, like in a year or two, I would say. But seeing how he could set Afanasyev up, who has a pretty darn good shot, but is also booming physically out there. I'd love to see how those two could set up each other. And often I see he's willing to drive towards the net. He definitely is as well. I'd also like to see Cody Glass get a chance with guys like Philip Forsberg, Tolvin, and, and even Tomasino. It, yeah, or something like that. Even if Tomasino doesn't well done players wing. play with skill players. Yeah, I want to see them try that out because there's a re they traded for Cody Glass because they feel like there's some future potential in there that Vegas did not unlock. So you have to put him with some of these guys to see what happens to potentially give him that opportunity. Because if you're going to struggle, struggle now for the sake of the future. I know that Robbie Stanley of 102.5 The Game uh, tweeted out the question he asked about Philip Forsberg and his future. And Forsberg said it's a business. You know, see what he has a year to evaluate this. And he, he very pointed with the answer. And I like the answer because you can tell he's being honest with it. It's like nothing's guaranteed right now. I want to see how this is going to work out. Yep. But if you put Philip Forsberg with a guy, maybe like Tomasino or Cody Glass, it ends up they start clicking. Then he might see potential in the future of like, oh, hey, well, two, three years of playing with these guys, they, they could set me up for more 30-goal seasons. Oh, yeah. That's that's what you want to be looking for. Not necessarily always the team in general, how they're going to perform. But if he sees potential there, then he knows that Philip Forsberg knows he's going to score 30-plus goals. The team probably will be at least a wild card. 
Yeah. If no. he's going to push them into there. With Soros playing even average, they should at least be a wild card team uh, in general. Maybe not this season, maybe not next season, but the future. And that's what they want to look at to evaluate. But that's what I want to see. I'd love to see Afanasi with Johansson, then Cody Glass get his chance with some of these higher end wingers, or even if you place a Tomasino or a Duchesne on his wing or have a glass on the wing for Duchesne or Tomasino, just see how they start meshing together a little bit too. So you can work some things out, workshop it. That's what this is for. And that goes back to what you're saying too about the preseason. If you see people making fun of preseason losses, because they don't matter. Yeah, it's awful. Who cares? And the reason why they play these same teams, which were division rivals last season, is because of travel. They're some of the closest teams to play, and they don't see them that often typically. So it makes sense because you can work some things out. They're typically going to be sharing rosters and a lot of different things and workshopping a lot of things as well, too, because that's what it's for. That's what, especially the double header, that's exactly what it's for to see how you want to put out your what you think might be a weaker line against a top line just to see how they handle the situation. Like what you were saying, can this person carry? Uh, things like that. So the, excited to see what preseason has in store. The one thing that I would compare us wanting to see these glasses and Tomasinos play with high skill players is because I look at what happened in Chicago with Debrinket. And just him oh, going yeah. to play with or with Patrick Kane, not Evander. Yeah. Uh, and Kane <laughs> just like got so much more juice out of that. And for that long stretch, it was just Kane and Debrinket, Kane and Debrinket. And it was just Jonathan Taves when he was healthy, go play with whoever. That's okay. Kirby Doc could do his own thing. If you just find that chemistry with a young guy and a vet, it might work out real nice. I'm not saying that. Patrick Kane and Philip Forsberg are identical to being like the same player there or Tomasino and DeBrincat are the same. I'm just saying you don't know until you try to slot them with skill players. And for the uh, Blackhawks, they tweaked with that. I remember them tweaking with it in preseason. Then eventually they're like, okay, DeBrincat just at one point in the regular season, you're just going to play with Kane all the time. Find mm-hmm. that out before you make that snap decision. That's all I want. Absolutely. Okay. On to the next, because I know Matt's got to get back to work. <laughs> Last thing here. The movie, and I'm even going to go movies, because I'm going to list a bunch of, out here that it's just going to be interesting. I'll have to pick one from the list. Movie you're most looking forward to in the next year that isn't Spider-Man. There are so many that have been delayed in terms of releases, and things are going to be released within the next year. Early 2022, summer 2022, there are a bunch. So I'm very curious, Matt, the way you had the shit eating grin on your face where we started too. Mm-hmm. I'm very, I'm, I'm very curious. I'm going to type my guess in the chat. Okay. And then when you say it, I'm going to hit enter and you'll see me. I only have, yep. I won't be typing anything. Okay. I'm gonna, okay, hold on. Let me finish typing. Yeah. I'm going to put the chat on our YouTube video <clears throat> or yeah. So people can see it there. Let's right. see if I was right. The movie that I'm looking forward to the most is jackass forever damn it super mario (laughs) brothers was your guess i respect that (laughs) like i looked up a few i gotta hide the chat there i looked up a few like imdb lists of uh, movies that are coming out based on like hype super mario bros is the number one but jackass forever to me is just so iconic i grew up loving like just watching the jackass movies and trying to do all the stupid shit that they did except for the (laughs) eating things and like physical put a hook in my mouth all that crap but like the stupid jump off a shed and into a mattress is like that was fun that was like fun dumb shit that we used to do as kids so that'll always have a special place in my heart like i still watch the jackass movies bad grandpa just on in the background nitro circus like i watch all of those things in the background because it's just it's mindless and fun um if i had to pick a second one 
I don't know. I'm just so hyped for Jackass Forever. See, here's the reason why I didn't even think of that because I've been seeing trailers for that for months. Yeah. So I didn't even think of that one being that because it was scheduled to come out mm-hmm. in a couple weeks. Is but it still coming out in a couple weeks or did it get delayed? February. Okay, yeah. So when they start airing the trailers, as when I went to see Shang-Chi, they're still airing the trailers and saying October. <laughs> or, you know what? My second one, The Batman. I'd watch The okay. Batman. Okay. That wouldn't be bad. I'm very curious to see how Robert Pattinson pulls that off. Uh, yeah. Colin Farrell, Andy Serkis, Zoe Kravitz. I mean, pretty pretty loaded cast there. So, like I said, Super Mario Brothers, the movie, was another one. Chris Pratt, Charlie Day, Jack Blatt, I, I <laughs> Anya Taylor-Joy. I mean, it's going to be an interesting there. The next Fantastic Beast, the next Scream, Thor, Love and Thunder, Jurassic World, Dominion, Top Gun, Maverick, which has been delayed. Uh, let's see. Hocus Pocus 2, John Wick Chapter 4. Uh, let's see. Knives Out 2, The Flash, Mission Impossible 7, Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. The next Avatar, finally. Well, let's see how that one goes. Uh, Black <laughs> Panther, seen Wakanda Forever. <laughs> There's only one. They we're talking about Avatar as in not The Last Airbender, but Avatar. Oh, I thought we were talking James about Cameron. The- <laughs> The last airbender. No. Uh, <laughs> Black Adam, another Transformers, uh, the Marvels. So there are so many that are coming out. I think for me, the one that I am most excited about that is not Spider-Man is probably Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. You've been talking a lot about Doctor Strange. Like I remember you telling me that you drafted your like the Marvel Heroes thing. And Doctor yes, Strange yeah. was like your guy. He was up there. Well, and it's not just because of that, because Scarlet Witch is going to be involved. And pretty sure like m- multiple things are going to be involved. Like what Loki, what happened in, in Loki is probably going to lead to some things that happen in the Multiverse of Madness as well. Plus what happens in Spider-Man. And I'm looking forward to that, especially because it is the first scary movie that Marvel's doing in terms of like uh, the quote unquote horror thriller type of things. Thor Love and Thunder is going to be very interesting. I'm very curious to see what Black Panther will kind of forever, how they handle yes. that. Um, so, But I'm obviously very much looking forward to that. There's so many that I'm excited for. Uh, but I think that's the one that sticks out most to me. Obviously, I'm very excited for John Wick Chapter 4 and me the kill too. count that's going to happen with that. But that's Doctor Strange has got to be the one for me that I'm looking forward to the most. Uh, and I'm very curious to see what happens in the rest of What If in that series, too, because that is setting up some things for potential canon and how that's going to relate to the movies. And then, hey, we have the Eternals coming up in November and then Spider-Man No Way Home. Ugh, so many Marvel things. And I will say I did watch the first episode of Star Wars Visions. You're and... so far ahead of me in TV that we both enjoy. It's ridiculous. I watched I got stuck on Squid Game and finished that in like a day and a half. I need to watch that. I it's... need to watch that it's i can't i've heard i've heard the what what he's doing now is mind-blowing yeah it's it's crazy i can't think of a proper non-swear word to describe it oh god it's incredible visions visions is pretty cool like even just one episode in and that is the non-canon star wars exploration of anime so different styles of anime and relating to star wars stories so it was pretty cool the first episode was pretty badass (laughs) uh I like and obviously the music is really cool with it too and how they explore that so highly recommend those things what if has been fun very different in terms of how they're going into this but i like the animation style not everybody does so going to see what what's going to happen here in the next few things but plenty of marvel things coming out more movies i'm excited to go see dune that's coming out in a couple weeks that new adaptation even though the director is a jackass oh i was like, um, what yeah 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 
but the cast is just so freaking loaded for Dune. I mean, loaded <laughs> cast uh, for that. So I'm very curious to see what happened there because it's a remake of a 1980s film based on a book. So it's his take, this guy's take on it. Anyways, anything else you want to cover, Matt, before we go? I think we're good. We're getting back to like three times a week. Well, we haven't even started three times a week. We said we're going to. At least to. once a week. At least yeah, once yeah. a week right now. But once the season starts, we'll be 3X. That's what we planned, right? We're hashing Yeah, that's what we planned. That's what we planned, yeah. Because there'll be stuff to talk about. Yes, we'll have games and things. And not every episode will be an hour either. Yes, yes. This one is like 35, 40 minutes. All right. Folks, thanks so much for tuning in. Make sure you follow Matt. He's at Best of Matt. And he always has interesting things to say about sports because he watches so much sports. So make sure you give him a follow. Uh, I'm at Justin B. Bradford. And I obviously will be tweeting about Preds, healthcare. Healthcare! (laughs) And all things Disney, Marvel, and Star Wars. And Funko Pops. Uh, And that Triple P Podcast underscore on Twitter. And Triple P Podcast on Facebook as well. As always, we thank thank you so much for tuning in. Oh, yes. Yes, very much yes. Uh, Sorry, I had a beer. We joined the Mug Club at Tailgate. I saw that picture. Tonight. It looks awesome. Yeah, it's sixty dollars, and you have discounts off beer, one dollar beer nights, two dollar beer nights. Canada sucks. So it adds up. No, okay, calm down. We don't get Thanks. that fun stuff. Thanks so much for tuning in for <laughs> Matt Best. This is Justin Bradford. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. I need a beer. <laughs>